Can't okay, wait. you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before, and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Oh, Coming to you live on tape from the lucky 13th floor of a commercial high-rise in beautiful Beverly Hills, adjacent California. Oh, fuck, this is the old intro. This, none of this is true anymore. <laughs> We're on the 8th floor. We're right next to a cement factory. My name remains Mike Tully. This is still The Tully Show. Joining me today, returning to us once again from Parts Unknown, the host of the Sharp Tongue Podcast, The People's Champ. My sister from another mister, Jesse Mapeluso. Oh my god, you're wearing a big hat. I'm wearing a big hat. Yeah, that's... You, <laughs> did you really accidentally mess up the intro? You think I would stage something like that? I, you know, I think staging something like that for a person like you would cause you severe stress. Wait, you I think, think you'd it be would... very stressed, like... I, I am, feel... I gonna, am I gonna read the thing that I plan to read... What would be stressful? I think you're meticulous, and like I, I feel like I'm not as meticulous. You know, I, okay, no, go ahead. No, just like a serial killer style of meticulousness. Is meticulousness a show? <laughs> Why is it not? Right? It should be on after home and gar- home and garden. <laughs> How far do you plant the bulb? The anal part? retentive gardener. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna say something. There's about anal. always dirt. There's always dirt. Do you remember the anal retentive chef? Yeah, uh, Phil Hartman. So good. I know he's um, dead. Well, yeah, that's one thing that's true about of his him. Fucking wife. Yeah, and I think that guys like him are unfortunately um, they don't enjoy that same legendary status because they're the you know the glue guys the straight man the whatever they were the guys who ultimately i think you could make a very strong case he was the best and most important snl cast member of all time but it's totally understandable when we're talking about highlights you know sandler will ferrell john belushi highlight factories in a way that phil hartman never was yeah phil hartman was like the silent soldier of that show he was so good but back to me. What were you going to say about me? Do you need paper? Yeah, I do. I do. I got a little sheet of paper over you, here. Would you give me some paper? Because you've already said yeah. a couple of things I want to. Oh, that is a little <laughs> sheet of paper. Wow, thank it's you. It's the tiniest sheet thank of paper. You for that. You know, we're in a. I feel very at home in my Japanese household. <laughs> our, our 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 life is very much like yours, Jesse. May very I mean, neat. everything is is uh is three times smaller. I like everything tiny. Okay. Keep it very neat. Do you live with Marie Kondo? <laughs> I love that show. I love oh, that I'm show. Oh, I've only recently become familiar with, um, uh, she's a lady who cleans houses. Yeah, and, she's like an organizer and helps people, you know. Is she kind of like a cute, tough love? Yeah, she's. she looks like she might at any moment transform into a giant demon. She's like so cute, you're like, there's got to be a monster in there. Oh, so she's like a Pokemon. Exactly. Because that's how I, like, that's what I, I think that's, <laughs> that's like the, it's like the, the Bjork factor. Oh, God, Bjork, she's a murderer. Yeah. Right? Where is she? She's like a little furry elf that you know could just go raging supernova. Yeah, you can't mess with those Icelandic demons. It wouldn't surprise me if Bjork has uh, has killed. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And probably she doesn't even need to touch somebody. It's just some weird mystical- What do you think? Yeah, it's just like a cloud. Maybe she's got a tone. <laughs> <laughs> like a siren? She's like a mermaid? <laughs> Maybe it's a frequency. She is an island. These, these island people, you know. You can't trust the island people at all. Okay. What were you going to say to me? Okay. We the, go on such long, long tangents. The ha- well, it's been great having you here. 
Always a pleasure. Unfortunately, I have to go. Sick baby. What can I? What can I tell you? I know. Um. So the hat. I thought I had uh, Gareth Reynolds in here recently. You know, I love the, Gareth. Gareth. The dollop. I, I, I like him. Oh, and beef. I, Serious beef. And I. Oh, that would. That's a. Yeah, that's a throwdown. People want to see me and Gareth <laughs> getting physical. You guys would just. You probably wouldn't even have a physical fight. It would just be a spelling bee. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he I asked him about his uh his summer wardrobe because he's a slob and um <laughs> and that got me thinking about this idea that like women I think women buy more clothes than men probably. Oh, oh for sure, unless you're like, you know, right. a gay or unless you're like a, a guy fashion in LA. designer <laughs> or just a guy in LA, sure. Cuz it is sort of funny to me that like guys have to guys take the long view, like we we buy we buy clothes the way that, uh, like, we buy, like, tools. Like, yep. We, we kind of buy it for life. Yeah, you want it to, to last. So we don't take risks because we don't care what's hot right now. We're just, we, we kind of have our style that we like. But women tend to be sort of aware of this is what's cool right now. And that means you have to actually keep, like, buying stuff. Ugh. Like, because I, I have, like, stuff that I still like. And I'm like, I know this isn't really, like, in style anymore, but it's still good. And it's weird for me to throw away something that I know is like doesn't have like holes in it and shit. Yeah, girls must have to just give up on stuff because nobody's wearing fill in the blank anymore, right? Oh, I mean, I've honestly in the past couple months have gotten rid of a, probably about twenty bags of clothes. Twenty garbage bags of clothes. I'm talking about like kitchen bags or the black ones? I'm talking. I don't. We didn't need to get so racial about it, but yes, the black ones, the big black ones, which is also my porno category, but. Yeah, big black bags. Uh huh. Like that's excessive. Is and that it is excessive, and you know it's every that is it's an environmental thing in and of itself. It is, and you know I was thinking about this recently because all of my things have changed. You know, I, I've talked about this before. Like ever since my dad died, everything shifted, and even just how I shop shifted because the bag purging happened amidst grieving, and so I was cleaning and getting rid of all these clothes. Yeah. And I realized, oh, I don't need all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's wasteful. Like, I'm just going to shop at secondhand shops. And I want a shirt that smells like a divorce. You know, I don't want it to smell like fresh chemicals. And dust mites. Yeah, dust mites. And maybe, you know, a couple festivals, maybe some few relationships. I want a shirt that's like been literally dragged through the dirt. You want a shirt that is lived. It's lived. Yeah. I want some sweat stains. Okay. Does that make me a bad person? You looked at my. You just looked at my shirt to see if it had sweat stains. I did. This is a new I, shirt. Reason being, I knew that you were lying. <laughs> this is a new shirt. Of course it is. This is a buying. cute one. It says Tokyo. I noticed that. I wore it when I was in Tokyo. That's how much of a nerd I am. Oh wow. Yeah, but it was honestly, it was like mm-hmm. six dollars. Oh, well, who could say no to that? Who could say no to that? But I've been much more, you know, less shopping is a thing for women. And unfortunately, I think. It it also is representative of like an American pastime, it, don't you think so? And I'm I'm very concerned about the fact that I know if I know anything about raising kids, it's it, it's what you model, it's not what you say, it's what you do that's making an impression on them. Yeah, and I don't think of us as like a shopping family in the slightest, but a 
too much of our time is is we need to go to the store and pick up this, and we need to go to the store and pick up that, and we do end up hanging out at the Grove because the Grove is like a beautiful, lovely, it, fun it's place. It's beautiful, but it's a fucking mall. commercial. It's a commercial like when you're pot. in between having an yeah. ice cream or checking out the band on the lawn. It's designed the whole fucking plan of it's the thing is well, let's just dip into this store and see if they have yeah. a, bra- a blah blah blah. And now my kid is um. He gets dollars. Like, he, little kids get money. And Where does he get this money from? Yeah, grandparents and shit like that. That's and shady. It, and it burns a hole. <laughs> and it, it is sort of weird that he claimed that my grandparents sent $1,000. And I don't remember any card. What? I'm joking. What did he do for that money? No, and so he's like, he buys stuff. And, and it's, it's I, I feel like I've had this conversation before. It's What's it, he bought? It's re- Recently, he has bought two incredibly authentic. Now, I know you think that I live in little Tokyo in my house. Oh, you do. That's why He's I wore the shirt for you. Two incredible, yeah, I know that shirt. This is Tokyo. May as well say home. I wore it for you. For me, I appreciate that because you're Japanese. Don't home. cup your breasts. At I me. was I was displaying the, <laughs> the the script and also my boobs. <laughs> Don't cup your breasts. At me. <laughs> Can that be the title? <laughs> of he has bought two highly realistic uh, Godzilla toys. Gosh. Yeah. Good for him. He's really into Godzilla and there's This is a, par for the course. There's a Japanese one that they made called Shin Godzilla that I have seen one part of seventeen trillion times. Just the bit where Is it the original Godzilla? No, I mean the original one's from like the fifties. Okay. So there's one company, they're called like Toho, I think maybe, that like Made the first Godzilla, yeah. Because there's like a sounds like, about right. Like there's a Bond company that just makes Bond movies, and right. maybe MGM's putting them out and shit. But if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, for the most of the time, if not the whole time, Bond is like a company. Wow, Godzilla's kind of the same thing. They um they gave America permission to make a trilogy, which they just released the second of that nobody gave a shit about. And Japan is like excited because they basically signed a non compete, so they're not. That's making... right. Godzilla just came out again. Well, nobody may have given a shit. Very big news in my house. <laughs> But they and he are excited for after they make one more, the rights revert back to the Japanese people, and they're already spoiling to make their sequel to their movie, Shin Godzilla. Yeah, I bet it would be better. It's fun. It's cool. It's a, they. It, I looked it up. Their movie cost, if if I remember this correctly, if Wikipedia is correct, like $10 million. And oh, it, wow. That's a fraction of it what It compares very cost. favorably to the one that cost <laughs> yeah. like $200 million. They They made their- they, You can see the money on the screen. Yeah, you can see where they had sure. to cut some corners, but there's some pretty amazing <laughs> stuff. So yeah, he got hand one- puppet. The Godzilla morphs- um, it, 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 it has like different forms. Back into a small, angelic Japanese girl? It starts, it starts like a slug- yeah, and then That's it becomes cool. the huge thing that levels the city, and then it becomes the chick your with, child. The, with the the clean your house show. Your daughter. Maria Toho. Maria Kondo. Sure. <laughs> it goes from slug to Godzilla <laughs> to Maria, to Maria Con- Kondo. That is just an evolutionary chart. It just ends with her, and Tokyo is leveled. <laughs> and she takes a deep breath, and she reaches for her broom, and you see her do the she's, first sweeping she motion. <laughs> she's starting to organize the disaster. She organizes yeah, wow, the, that the chick destruction. Is be, that <laughs> chick's going to be cleaning for a long time, but you know what? She's going to get it done. All this from shopping. So yeah, so he bought um, he bought one Godzilla, and then he wanted like the next phase of the Godzilla from the movie, so he got that, and it does, you know, it's like shit, there's another... He got he got the money and you gotta you know you can't not let him spend it. He no. gets a few bucks here and you there, can't but not let him spend it. Do you I'm remember definitely... what the first thing that you bought was when you were a kid? Like, do you remember having money for the first time and being excited about a purchase? Mm, the first thing that I my 
No, not really. It's Isn't funny because my parents didn't really buy us stuff, but they, well, they also they steal it. They did. <laughs> Methods. I uh, they no. They, it was my parents had a very specific way that they wanted to raise us, and they kind of like in certain ways tied their hands behind their back financially because they wanted Criminals. us to go to like Catholic school and right. and and shit like that. So. They didn't spend money on us, but we didn't have any money. I guess they just didn't really have things. Really? You don't remember like one of the first things you bought? The first thing uh, I like- can remember saving money up for is I wanted to play football when I was in sixth or seventh grade, and my parents were uncomfortable because I was kind of a littler kid about me playing football. And Aww. they were like, if you really want to do this- Your little neck. You're going to have- And I did end up- I got-, I got Holy that. hell. Is that from when you were six? No, grade. Did I say six? Oh, yeah. Okay, sixth grade. That's from sixth grade. Seven. You got jacked up, man. Yeah. You're like you're like Sam L. Jackson from Breakable, Unbreakable. I was very breakable. breakable. Yeah. Is that what it was, Mr. Unbreakable. The Glassman? I just watched that for the first time like a week ago. I enjoyed it yeah. with all three of them. No, 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 or the no. I, I had not seen the original. So yeah, they made me. They're like, if you really want to do this, you're gonna have to pay for it. So I had a I had a paper out and I saved up like thirty or forty bucks. That's the way I to do up, it. I grew up in the 1940s. <laughs> you you have the face. <laughs> Of someone, like, not, like, age-wise, you don't look like you grew up in the 1940s. You're aesthetic. Like, if you put on a Newsy Boy cap and you start just being like, extra, hey, extra. Shady, you know, and you just, like, domestically and emotionally abuse women, it would it would fit. It would suit you. I agree with almost everything you just said. Come on, just agree with it. You know, it's I true. just had a, 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 in this studio, I was sitting across from a man who is 90 years old who, um... Is, to- was he sitting in this chair and, like, drooling? Am I sitting in old man taint dust? He... We should all hope to be as put together as 90-year-old Harris Cattleman, who was in, um, really very, very put together and, and lucid, and he um, was like an agent in like the golden days of Hollywood. Wow. He ran Fox TV when it what? first started. He was like instrumental in getting The Simpsons on the air, like anything but love. Mr. Belvedere was like one of no! his things. Yeah. But- You talked to him? You had him on the show? I talked to him for an hour. And How afterwards, did you meet him? He has a book. And you read it? His grandson wrote the book, and I was just going to peruse it. I ended up cover, reading it from cover to cover. I wow. enjoyed the fuck out. I love that stuff. What was the book called? Um, you Can't Fall Off the Floor and Other Lessons Learned from a Life in Hollywood or something wow. like that. Yeah, it was super It was super neat. And Harris Cattleman. Harris Cattleman. And um, yeah, and I related <laughs> to him. I told him straight up. I was like, I was born too late. I, I should have been. <laughs> Outside well, of the of the the awful racism and misogyny, like it's it's a shame nowadays that I feel like that should go without saying. But if you say I like I like you know mid century twentieth American culture, it's like yeah. oh well Betsy Ross and Colin Kaepernick and like no fucking come Colin on Kaepernick. dude, take a knee, bro. <laughs> Poor, you know, well, but, you maybe, maybe... but I get that. He he invited me to lunch after. I'm going to have lunch with a. Oh my god, you guys are going to have a couple tuna sandwiches together. I just picture you like Nick Kroll. Oh my god, and John Mulaney. Too much tuna. <laughs> Too much. Tuna. Except that one of us is not wearing makeup. <laughs> Do you know how many tuna sandwiches I eat? Too, you my mother in law. My mother in law makes fun of me. I know. Took Jeremy mercury Piven is, out. That's a neurotoxin. I know. It's real shit. It's it's not like it's no joke. I know. Jeremy Piven had to back out of a uh, Hollywood. I mean, pl- yeah. I think Jeremy Piven's made of p- pudding. <laughs> he's just delicate. No, it's really funny. He's a delicate man. I know that he's. Gonna, I'm going to let him recommend the place because I know he's going to take me to some place that's Mills. like a hundred years old. Oh, maybe a good old. Tell him you want. Where he used to go yeah. for for meetings back in the day. So he, I made him tell me a story about meeting, uh, having dinner with Cary Grant. Cary Grant's my guy. And did he talk about him being gay? 
I don't think Harry Grant was gay. I'm sorry to Homie, let Homie, you... you need to read some more books. I have read nine books Are about... you sure? I didn't read the one that was like, no, but seriously, he was gay. I think... I know, he, he, had, a, he had a male roommate. Oh, I'm I'm wow. I'm aware of the nature of the allegation. It might it might well be true. I just wish if I had to guess. If I had to guess, um, oh no no, I guess he was gay. You're right. I just think what a we're we have so many freedoms now that I feel like only the next generation will realize the value of them. Like imagine, and even people today can't. Mm-hmm. But imagine not being able to be out and just be yourself Mm -hmm. and have to have a whole career and your whole identity and image has to be based on a lie because it sells more yeah that's that would be you know unthinkable yeah unthinkable imagine having to uh, like for me if i had to walk into a room and pretend that i was not sexually attracted to half the people in there right right which by the way is how marriage works too (laughs) I could tell that something was coming. <laughs> it, just the way how you were like really delivering yeah. it. I knew something was coming. You're so mm-hmm. proud. Yeah, You're actually blushing at your own joke. Trying to get that in my act. <laughs> I got a bit. That's so cool. I, I, I want to listen to that episode. Oh, yeah. I, I probably I think was... won't, but I really want to. No, I, but your heart is in the right place. <laughs> and I Paris appreciate your, your condescending half interest. <laughs> what kind of the last name is Cattleman? And did um, he work with cows ever? I don't believe he worked with cows. Uh, not it's, in Hollywood. It's, They're not allowed in Hollywood. It's Jewish. He had like a, a, a uncle. I mean, there's like an even better book to be written about his uncle. His uncle's all mobbed up. and All mobbed up? Hell yeah. Is that a term? <clears throat> yeah. I, would, I want a movie. Okay, here's my movie. Mm. I want a movie with you as the star. Okay. And you getting into like the Japanese mafia, like the underground Japanese mafia, and just kind of getting caught up in all of that, almost like a, you know, a fish out of water scenario. Maybe like a little sprinkling of like the Burt Kreischer, the Machine story, where you just get swept into this underground mafia world. They just knock on my door, and I just say in perfect Japanese, "I am Yakuza," and I go, "Oh, all right, I guess this is the guy." I am Yakuza. <laughs> Does that mean the machine? Well, that was his thing, right? I forget oh, yeah, the setup, Yakuza, but right. somebody somebody comes and knocks on the door, and he means to say one thing, and instead he says in perfect Russian, yep. "I am the machine," and yep. that's why they. That's how that whole thing starts. I mean, what a what a tale! Yeah, what a tale! It's a tale of tales. How is that not a movie? The machine, yeah. Or, oh, Bert Kreischer's story. I wonder how many times he has had that meeting. I It'd was actually great. I was actually thinking of him the other day in, in the shower. In that uh I was beside the shower, oddly <laughs> enough. In that it would make sense for shower adjacent. It's, it's been a while I feel like since somebody has done like um like a an an Adam Sandler or uh John Belushi or Will Ferrell kind of comedy where it's like normal world, one guy just bull in the china shop, crazy dude. Yeah. And Bert is obviously going to and is already at like a whole different level. He's on some crazy world tour right now. Yeah, he's, he's doing on the uh, body shots. Body shots. Tour. Yeah, like he was doing really, really well. And I feel like he's just catapulted to a whole other Absolutely. level. Absolutely. And I know, you know, meetings are happening. You know, will anything come of anything? Who the hell knows? But if, I hope he only takes meetings in Speedos. It wouldn't. I, I bet he does. That'd it wouldn't great. surprise me if. If I turn on Netflix and I just saw that there is a movie about right. a 50-year-old guy who didn't stop partying. And I know that that's Will Ferrell in old school. But, like, there's enough room yeah, in that premise there's, to... there's not enough room to play with it right. on that idea. Because yeah. there was only really old school. And then what other ones were like that? Yeah. I mean, that was the epic. You know, it was like the Mecca one. Yeah. 
Where they were people, all, they had to grow the F up. A lot of people like that very much. It was a lot of fun. Th- that movie kind of really represented that time. Like the comedy in that time, mm-hmm. the mindset in that time. Almost was like, after that we sort of matured. Like the generation sort of matured away from that type of yeah. material. Into a far less fun world. Yeah, where we're where we just now getting fucking offended. Yeah. I'm so, ugh, I've said this before. Uh, on uh, Joey Diaz's podcast, that being offended is inaction. It's so lazy. It's the laziest thing you could do. It doesn't involve any movement. It doesn't involve only the typing of your keys, trolling people. Oh, this this made me sad. This made me mad. Yeah. See, I think that we're going to look back on this era, and one of the many takeaways that we're going to have is that we grossly exaggerated the number of actual people who are participating in that. I, I have this weird feeling that there is like 200,000 people total who are participating in the mutual, like playing outrage tennis with each I other. I agree. Outrage tennis. There's an Olympic sport. And, Holy fuck. And we're all under the impression that everybody thinks everybody else is doing it. Yeah. Everybody else thinks, well, everybody nowadays. And it's like, oh, I don't, I don't personally know anybody right. who's super offended by it anything but you know on the other hand it's also can't you say the same thing about crazy things that are happening in society that we read on social media or see on social media like is that really happening everywhere it's you can you can sort of say that about all the situations like just because it's one thing on twitter doesn't mean it's existing across the country i mean i've traveled almost every state in this country and okay so tell me about it places in the world and i don't I don't see all of that because hap- I feel like happening. comedy is very. Um, it's a really good way to take the temperature. It's the only of way. The country, uh, not the only way, but it, it may be the most important way because it's protected under the First Amendment for the, for now. For now, it's protected under I the First Amendment. I don't think anybody's taking away anybody's right to make fart jokes at the yuck yuck hut. I I swear I will set a place on fire if somebody takes away my fart joke. Right? Yeah, you'll set it on fire with with a fart. my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you were. (laughs) (laughs) Am I blushing for my joke? (laughs) But right, because I also think that, you know, um, so much of entertainment now is like things are, oh, you haven't heard of blah, blah, blah. They're huge. And it's like, well, that's huge to one tribe, virtually unknown to other people. Comedy is still this weird kind of throwback where I think that there are some people who just say, it's been a while since we went to the comedy club. Let's go get some beers and have some laughs. And yes, of course, people are coming to see Jesse Mae Peluso, but some people are just coming to see comedy. comedy. So you're not just talking to the choir. You're not just talking to your people, to the already converted. You're talking to people. Right. And so like a general population. So how's everybody? You've been out on the road a lot. You've been a yes. hard person to pin down uh, for a while now. <laughs> how's everybody doing? I think everyone's great. You know, what? one thing I have realized or I think is happening is people are actually evolving a little bit. And they're becoming a little bit more intelligent, a little bit more um, informed about a, a general grouping of ideas as opposed to having a little bit more narrow-minded approach. Mm-hmm. But that's the audiences that come out to see me. You know, uh, I, I believe that whatever type of performer you are, you're going to attract a certain type of person. Sure. So my audiences have felt, you know, fun, mm-hmm. like very open-minded a little bit intelligent about a lot of stuff, you know. See, I think that there's something to get lost in that gets lost in the sauce and maybe I'm apologizing for people and maybe I'm a lot of things, I don't know. Um I feel like I have love in my heart, you know. Aww. Um 
and, I think and, you do. And and I and I love people, and I'm actually still rooting for like human civilization. Me too, bro. Me too. And shit like that. I think that people underestimate a lot of times what you'll hear somebody say something like, "Well, I'm you know I don't have any problem with you know gay people, but blah blah blah." And then they say the thing that they're about to get absolutely <laughs> murdered for. Why did you open your mouth in public? <laughs> but I think that they really are at least a lot of times. And that's just one example. Sincere about the first part, and I think that society is is asking people to stretch and have so much elasticity that people they're not getting credit for how much they have opened their minds yep. they're just getting slammed they're being for, demonized for, for the not, one thing. for not going the extra yes. mile and i do feel like there's a lot of people who you never would have like i remember hearing an interview with a guy from zz top you know like this is years ago now and they asked him about gay marriage i think they thought they, thought they could spring that on him and ooh it's like a gotcha thing and he's just like yeah i mean gay people are great you know who gives a shit you know like uh, i don't know i don't really want to touch that one cuz this was like before it was a settled right. case before obama was even publicly in, in favor of it. But right. it's like, do you think if you'd asked a ZZ Top looking dude in 1981 that you would have gotten even the first part of that? Like, right. let's give no. ourselves some credit. It does. It, it's an in- incremental progress. Yeah. You know, the the overall mental evolution takes time. Mm-hmm. And while it is important to have these open conversations, because that's essentially what moves the needle, comedy is, it's a barometric pressure of what's going on in society and it moves the needle. So for me, I feel like, like you said before, to your point, comedy is an important tool. It's an important tool to sort of be like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking based off of what I'm seeing in my travels, mm-hmm. interactions between people and what people are saying. And I agree. Like, I think generally people are good. They're pretty, they're chilling. There's a lot of assholes out there, but you know, for the most part, I'm rooting for people as well. You know, I'm rooting for, for, humankind i don't know if we're going to survive i think it's going to be that sort of george carlin bit where you know we're trying to save whales and and get rid of plastic in the ocean and the earth is going to be fucking fine he says she's going to shake us off like fleas oh nobody no but no but nobody doubts that the earth is going to be fine it's just whether or not when people talk about saving the planet they don't give a a hoot about no the planet they're talking about keeping the planet habitable for For us us, but but earth in cosmic will shake terms, us the yeah. fuck off. No, the Earth is going to be. She'll outlive us. Yeah, she got rid of dinosaurs. She's like these dry ass reptilian creatures are gross. I'm going to burn them to shit. You think it was personal? It was. It was an aesthetic thing. She's like, my, you guys were making me look gross. It's kind of wild that that was really the world one time. If you believe that that's true, you don't oh, really. You don't believe in dinosaurs? You look like somebody who collects them. I bet there's a collection somewhere you got in your this house. Real weird take on me. I would imagine, okay, on the count of three, here's here's a test. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say what I think your favorite car is, and you're going to say what your favorite car is. Let's go classic. Let's keep it in a niche. Okay? So, you need you got okay. it? Yeah. So, do we do it on three and then, or? On three and then. Okay. So, so silent four. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to mess this up. Silent four. Okay. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Dotson. Who? <laughs> Did you just name like a prime minister? A, yeah, I don't know. A I don't, Peugeot? I don't, I don't know what the Peugeots got up to. You don't know Peugeots? What's a Peugeot? I don't know. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, you said I like Dotson. I said Dotson. Is okay. a Peugeot really a car? My family a, had a couple of those. Is yeah, it, it is. Car? I, don't, I don't really know what it is. I don't really have a favorite car. Oh, oh yeah, I'll tell you what a car I want. No, I, you know, I am what you think I am. I want to get... Um, <laughs> okay, Eminem. <laughs> I want to get... I want to get the... It doesn't uh, even come up. I don't think they make them anymore. Oh, Jesus. Um, the, uh, 
like a um, like a Jaguar, the one that actually they used to have that had the actual wood interior. Ooh. Okay, so you're a classy fella. Yeah, a little classy. I should be. I should be old. You should be old. Yeah. How old do you think you should be? Like like seventies? No, I don't think that. I'm no, I don't want to be like older than I am. I all things being, well, well, we'll come back to that. Okay. It's more about. Um, I keep repeating this phrase. Graydon Carter was a guy who started Spy Magazine. Are you familiar with Spy Magazine? It sounds like something you definitely. I'm not surprised that you have. It's in. It's it's not what you think. <laughs> and I only peeping Tom the one time, and I didn't come up with shit. It's actually. A, <laughs> In terms of the time you have, Tully in my backyard. The time you have to invest, it's really a, it's a horrible, it's a horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Listen, you should let those people. I mean, internet toms. porn is just like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> it really for is for a peeping tom. It, we're getting back to peeping toms. Um, so the uh, Spy Magazine was this really cool like satire of New York City in the '80s and the Go Go Wall Street, and they 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 slaughtered you know Donald Trump. They were the ones who called him a short fingered vulgarian. Sounds about right. It was really fun, and then he it's very became poetic. The uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were dicks. And Vulgarian. Um, I love that. Sounds like a, a a tribe of people from Game of Thrones. It does. The Vulgarians. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, Graydon Carter, then became the editor for a long, long time of Esquire and the oh, last cool. great era of I Esquire. Love Esquire. Okay, so he was after Tina Brown. He was the next great era, and he only stepped down like maybe two years ago now. Classy, classy. Yeah, super classy. Yeah. Right, and he there's just like ma- there's like Maxim and Esquire, and he said, and he had to come up with a reason. Yeah, the the two most classy <laughs> the two, magazines yeah. that have <laughs> like ever like the different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> and he, you know he just stepped down because it was time. But the one of the reasons he gave is he said, "I'm a I'm a 20th century guy. Like like every the 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 way things worked in the 20th century made sense to me. The 21st century, it's not that I." I can't make sense of it. It's that I don't care enough to try to try to make sense of it. And I, I, I relate to that. I was happy with the way things were, particularly the sexism and the racism. Yeah. Do you think it's also which is a joke? Of course. I, 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 yeah. Okay. It just was a good. It was a good joke. You gotta be, gotta yeah. be clear. Yeah. Just because I didn't laugh doesn't mean I didn't laugh but, inside. Do you? Do you think it's also a fear of a fear of change on your behalf? Maybe. Like you don't, you know, because change. I don't feel afraid. Everyone's afraid of change. We should be know. afraid of change. Our I, brain is afraid of change. I mean, I every single day, or like nearly every minute of every day, I embrace things that are uniquely twenty first century. I mean, just staring at my phone as often as I do. So it's not like that. It's not like that. It's just like I don't know. Like I, I don't. I, I kind of like older music rather than newer music. What do you like? What do you listen to? Like, what if you're just having a couple hours to yourself, going to relax? What do you listen to? Gordon Lightfoot. I tried him recently. Whoa. Yeah. Good for you, Pride Month. I'm kind of working my way. Is he gay? I don't know. I'm working my way through everything because like, I'm, I'm kind of like all the stones that were left unturned the first time. Um, um, like I listen to new bands too. I actually listen to quite a bit of- Yeah. I don't, I don't know the names because they just kind of go, oh, I heard so-and-so's good and then Spotify recommends so-and-so, so I check yep. them out as well. I listen to quite a bit of new music, but also at the same time, I'm like, oh, what was the deal with- I heard one person say Gordon Lightfoot was like their favorite guy ever and I'm like, well, I like you, so let's see. And let's I'm listen like, to it. Oh my God, this is like fucking Canada in a bottle. <laughs> Canada in a bottle. It's like maple syrup. Yeah. That's Canada in a bottle. It's sweet. It's a, it's, you have it with your breakfast, but who do you listen to? Who's, oh. who's like a couple of your favorites? I like the Pixies a lot. You know the Pixies? Yep. Yeah. 60s? No, they're from the 90s. Okay. Yeah. I guess I don't know. <laughs> listen, I mean, I, I listen to- Are you sure not, the Pixies aren't from the 60s? I'm so entirely uh, okay. positive. I don't know what I was thinking of then. No. I don't know who you're thinking of. The Hollies? Who are them? 
Uh, I don't know because there's Buddy the Holly, there's Buddy Holly and the Crickets, and then there's the Hollies, and they're two different things. I got this Mexican supermarket by my Whoa. house, Jesse May. Gosh, that just so, I'm triggered. That just lives in like deep '60s pop, and it is so awesome because '60s it's, pop is great. The store is so fucking Mexican, <laughs> and the music is so not weirdly yeah. like specifically an era of like malt shop America. That's cool. I love it there. That's and, really cool. And then the the checkout ladies are Ethiopian. Wow, what a mind fuck. I want to do mushrooms and go and just shop there. You really should. You'd have a great time. <laughs> I would I would say to avoid the bit where the the cow hooves are. Ooh. That would probably bum you out. I on. can't. But like like they got like Gary Lewis, you know, like this diamond ring doesn't shine for me anymore. What is Jerry is, Lewis's kid? Is sixty really? Yeah. Is sixties like? Is that where the, it was like acid? Right. It's kind of like this is like pre transient music. It's just kind of flowy and kind of like. So here's the deal. What supposedly happened? It's it's two things. And Rebel Without a Cause is a really big like time capsule right. of this stuff. For the longest time, we know right. Um, there was no real concept of childhood, and and it was just basically like get big enough to get a job and then go work in a factory. That was more or less that the was conception the mentality of of life. And after World War Two, there was the you U- are old the the U.S. experienced this huge economic boom. Yep. <clears throat> so it was the first generation of kids that didn't have to have after school jobs. It was the it was the invention of the teenager. Right. Right. And their families got cars and cars were critical because you know, like make out spots and drive-ins cars were like a little apartment that kids could go off in and be right. private and and naked in and also yeah i was going to say it's it, it it was like a fuck a fuck wagon yeah exactly it's a pussy wagon so that shit is like the line from James Dean who represents that generation yeah to the the hippies is it's not that hard to see. So sixties, yeah, it makes sense. Sixties pop is. They were I mean, loose. Just think, just think about the Beatles. Just yeah, it's think like about loose the actual. Wild. You know, there's the Beatles have two greatest hits albums. They're sixty seven seventy and sixty seven um, sixty four sixty seven, and that's the she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then the second one is Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And you know, okay, that makes sense. I because I just I just uh, sampled. I just played a little bit of Here Comes the Sun. Mm-hmm. That's sixties, right? Here comes the sun. Yeah, the do, Beatles do, do, only do, do. went until the until seventy. So, I can't yeah. believe what a short run they had. Crazy. I'm just dipping back into their music, mm-hmm. uh, finding like a. Uh, that's what I love about music is, even though it's representative of the era it was created in, it still finds its way into your life. Like it's cyclical, you mm-hmm. know. So I'm going through this like Beatles. Uh, revival right now in my personal life, but yeah, I, I love that like trippy '60s music where it's just you can just almost taste the acid. You really can. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I almost used Lucy in the Sky and Diamond with Diamond. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Mm-hmm. I almost used that for one, something that I did, but I didn't. Here comes the sun instead. That's what I chose. It felt a little bit more appropriate for the moment because June gloom. Where which is finally passed, and we summer just sort of. Plopped that, upon us. Did you feel it? I, I never really I, I feel felt it, June gloom, but this year I did. I didn't feel gloomy. I don't experience June. So for people that don't know, it's this weird weather phenomenon where there's a marine layer that gets pushed in in like late May through, I am most, right here. Of, through most of June. <laughs> and it, the weird thing is it didn't used to be. No, it used and, to burn off midday. And it won't be for, they know when it's going to stop. I forget. It's like 20 years from now or something. Is that, that crazy? the marine layer is going to stop? No, that the June gloom will stop. 
Oh, because we're going to be burnt to shit by then. No, even even if we manage to fix the yeah. client, or if we're all wrong about, no matter what, I, we don't know. We don't. Well, like we got a pretty good idea. We got a pretty good idea. But uh, so people think of Los Angeles as this perpetual summertime place, which it sort of is, but. It also we don't really get much of a spring, and no. summer doesn't actually start until July. Yeah, but then it goes sometimes. We get cool. Sometimes September or October can be some of our warmest months. So it's just like we're a little bit off axis here. But it just it just boom. Like I'm taking a break from the sauce, which I I do. I don't even know why I call it a break anymore because I do it far more often than I actually allow myself yeah, to have a couple you beers. Should. But well, thank you. But I, um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> daddy needs to lay off the sauce. But I just felt it. I was down in Newport. We went whale watching over the weekend, and I was like, what am I doing? Why? Like, I saw, like, youngins going out on boats with, like, thongs going up their butts, and they're, like, holding Coronas. And Were I'm you like, envious? Uh, I didn't want to be on that boat. I'm sure it was incredibly irritating, whatever was happening out there. But I was like, I want to have my fun. Yeah, I want to have a beer, and I want to just be stupid and, you know. And-, and you can do that. You know, I feel like we put these parameters mm-hmm. on ourselves that are unrealistic. I feel like... You know, we we try and consolidate these things that that don't really need to be consolidated like that. Like I'm gonna not drink at all. Mm-hmm. That's a that's too heavy of a goal. I feel yeah. like I feel like it's too it's too much. Like I'm gonna have only a couple drinks this week is more realistic to me than just cutting it all off. I just cold find, turkey's dangerous. I just for me personally, I, I don't need to belabor this because this is just the way I kind of work. It 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 just like. It's it snowballs in a way where like I'll have a couple of really productive weeks and then I'll like have a couple of drinks on Friday and then I'm uh, like oh that was fun and I'll have a couple of drinks on Saturday and then all of a sudden I was talking to, I was talking to Nate Bargatze but I'm not I'm, I'm but you turn into one on Monday you're just like hitting the boxed wine at 8 a.m. and yelling at your mother-in-law. I would never drink before 10:30 a.m. <laughs> but yeah and all of a sudden Nate I, Bargatze, just, I, I was talking Nate about that where I'm like because he he quit drinking and I think he's one of many people I've talked to recently he did? Adam yeah and Adam Conover from he looks great he's I, I'm not saying he was fat before, but I only know the current him, which is like a silver fox. And oh, he's I think silver? Good for him. When I look at old pictures, I think he's hotter now than he has ever been. Well, that's the luxury been. of being a man. You guys get older and you become distinguished. When Sometimes. we get older, we become witches. That's just science. It's also one of my jokes. <laughs> well. You're welcome. <laughs> Come to see uh, hey, com for tickets to see more of that joke. Um, yeah, but like, <laughs> I just find that it, I, 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 I lose my... Whatever that extra 10% is that I need to really... Okay, you accused me well, yeah. of being meticulous at the top of this. Yes. I like being meticulous, and I have never been able to be as meticulous as I would actually like to be because life is messy and the best laid plans today. You and me are planning on, on hanging out after this, and I don't think it's going to happen. I got a sick baby. I got to get out of here. Shit, I know. Shit gets in the way. She'll be fine. They, they just... <sighs> They just do this. She's um, turning into a Godzilla is really what's happening. She's not sick. Maybe she's this is Maybe this is the second form that she's taking. <laughs> yeah. But I just face. find it just gets messy. I just have a, I, 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 I wake up and all of a sudden it's Wednesday. And I know that sounds like because I went on some bender and that's not what I'm talking about. I just, I, it's very hard for me to like get in my groove and then stay right. in my groove. If I didn't have kids, I think it would be a lot easier for me to go, well, I'll do this on Friday and then Saturday morning I'll go to yoga class and I'll shake it off of me. But I don't get that. Yeah, it's difficult, especially when you have a rep- responsibility like the Godzilla demon baby that you have at home. I have a little boy and girl Godzilla. That's right. Your boy who's grown up and buying Godzillas and your daughter who's turning into one as we speak right now. So were Beatles, the Beatles a part of your 
like are they a part of the fabric of your life because your family put them on you? Is that, yeah, my I, mom I feel like and, I hear that a lot about the the Beatles. People yeah. seem to like them. My mom introduced me to a lot of great music. My dad too. Like they always had music playing. You know, uh, like classics like Sinatra and you know Elvis and and Nina Simone and and all those great artists. Miles Davis. That's nice to get tasteful parents. Yeah, very tasteful music. And then you know I just sort of that that. I guess I, I have a good quality of, of music and a good musical library. But then, you know, I also love New Kids on the Block and Nicki Minaj. You don't listen to NKOTV. Don't judge. You got the right stuff. That's classic. Have you actually listened to the music recently? Uh, Yes. Did I you li- listen to a song or did you listen to like their Christmas album? I listened to the Christmas album and I masturbated. I'm going to be honest. I feel you judging me. I'm not even looking at you. Wait, hold on. You what are you writing down? <laughs> Jordan. You're a Jordan. How did you know? How did you know? Oh, wait. No, not that. I was Jonathan. Wrong brother. Wait, John Wood? Jonathan Knight. New Kids on the Block. Wait. You're thinking of Danny Wood. Danny Wood. God, oh, no, no, even... no, no, no. Nobody's Danny. Danny's, well, Danny was New Jersey. He was Danny the token. Danny was like Dirty Girls. Danny dirty recently? Girls like Danny. Is he a little rough? Oh my! Yeah, he's, you know they're on the they're on tour they're on tour. I saw them live a couple years ago. I took John, all my he friends. He was the most boring one. Don't be rude. Rude. Did you just want the attainable one? No, he was sensitive. Believe in yourself. You know, I'll tell you what. Nobody in- was more sensitive than little uh, uh, Joey. Jo- only because he's little. Please don't go <laughs> He's only sensitive because he was vulnerable. Because he's the tiniest one. Because <laughs> he was the <laughs> most crushable. <laughs> he was the most. <laughs> emotionally and physically (laughs) crushable but i love jonathan because jonathan felt vulnerable and accessible to me emotionally and he's gay turns out he's gay yeah they're all gay no they're not danny makes love to silverbacks everyone knows that (laughs) (laughs) right and donnie are donnie oh is it donnie oh donnie danny and donnie well donnie makes love to jenny mccarthy that's right yeah danny is the one who just goes (laughs) Goes ham at the yeah. zoo. He's the one that's on the back of a silver back. I remember seeing Jenny McCarthy and Donnie Wahlberg fall in love. I remember seeing it. You were there in person? Or no, you... it was a show. Oh, my God. She had her Jenny McCarthy show on VH1, and he came on as a guest. And they did this segment where they were like, it was weird. It was like a, a lollipop lick cam. The camera, the POV was very close to them, and, and she interviewed him while they both licked a lollipop. It was really weird and erotic, but you could see them. It was it was like palpable. This wasn't chemistry. her her sketch comedy show, right? Uh, I don't know if it was sketch comedy, but it was like an interview based show that she had back okay. in the day. I mean, she's been working since Singled Out. Yeah, and I'm now a she's fan. got she's got. Doesn't she do a serious podcast? She, she she does a show here on yeah we call yeah. Them, we call them radio shows in the radio biz. Oh, is it radio? We're, st- we're still hanging on. Is this on air right now? Yeah, you're on the radio. Oh wow, okay. I've been swearing left and right, but it's serious. It's okay. You know, we're, we're all good. To, we're allowed to do Fuck. that. We are up in space. The is this true? Tra- are the, people listening right now? The F- yeah, they are. Hopefully, cool. the FCC's uh, jurisdiction ends at um, the end of the atmosphere, and we're in space. Oh wow! So, so we, we've that's the way exceeded that works, it. Yeah. So are are uh, other life forms listening to us? Aliens? Highly unlikely. Do you believe in aliens? Have we? T- I know we've probably touched base. I don't base. know that we. I don't know that we have. I don't think. I don't have anything new to add to that conversation. Would you have than, sex with an alien? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that you're about to say I have nothing new to add to the conversation, <laughs> other than oh yeah, fuck yeah, I'd definitely bone an alien. <laughs> I didn't know that if they exist. That I thought that's usually the, where people want to go with that. You got to watch Splice. Splice is a good movie. 
Don't shake your head. Oh, at me. is it a movie? Okay. okay yeah, okay. Sarah Polly. I'm tired of people telling me to watch TV series. You are old. You are so old. You're you definitely were meant to be like born in the 20s. Mm-hmm. You should be on your way out by now. <laughs> you and Harry. I should be wearing you pan- and Harry I should, Couchman. I should be wearing pants that are made of something just a step up from burlap that ends just below just, my knee. Just no, like just above your ankle, and it's one straight size. It mm-hmm. doesn't taper at all. It's just a wide pants. What's, what's tapering? Tapering is when it, it, it is fitted to Oh, your, yeah, I hate that. But you, 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 you have one to. wide. You want nice, comfortable pants, mm-hmm. both the same size. Mm-hmm. You, you should watch Splice. Um, Brody, what's his name? Um, Bro, eh, that actor with the big nose. Oh, Adrian. Adrian Brody, Brody. Sarah Polly, and it's about aliens. Okay. I think you might like it. Do you watch uh, that Amazon show, Fleabag? I've heard about it. I think you'd like it. Yeah? Yeah. I think you might be offended that I think that you would like it. Really? Yeah. Do you think I get offended? No. I don't. But because it's, uh, no, I don't, I don't really think that, but it's about this very funny, charismatic, um, promiscuous English lady. Oh, so you think I'm a slut? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it my slut intervention. Do you know the opposite is tr- is actually true? I have not I know, cause you... had meat in me for th- over three months because I'm in a long distance relationship. Oh. Yeah. So basically, I am a virgin. Who's this guy? Hey. He pulled a Jesse May. Guy just walked right into your studio. Remember yeah, I, I did that with you and Mark, Mark McGrath? McGrath? I do. How yeah. is Mark? Mark's good. Um, he's a I, gentleman. He's great. He's great. I haven't seen much of him. He, like you, is uh, very, very busy. I've got some time on the calendar with him in August. Oh, dang. That's how we're... Wow. Does he still have like a blonde tip? I can't no, remember I if he still bleaches a little. I don't think he does. I, I would hope that when he did that back in the day, when he did that little bleach, that he also matched it down below. You got to. Like just a nice little taint strip. If anybody's going to do that, I think a rocker would have actually see the, like I would like to think that Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 used to make oh, yeah. his, his pubes stand straight up. Absolutely. Too. Pure gel. Jelly yeah. pubes. Yeah. <laughs> you got to. You've earned that. That's what rock stars do. They do that shit for the rest of oh, us. Did you see the dirt on Netflix? Yeah, I did. I did. Brutal. What do you mean? It was so brutal. I had to watch the whole thing. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. You don't think I'm it was a huge, like... I'm a huge Motley Crue fan. <sighs> I mean, I don't really like the music anymore, but they were like, that was my first concert. What? Yeah. Motley Crue? hmm Wow. I mean, I just Well, thought... I saw Tiffany at the mall. I did too. Yeah. Tur- oh, wait. What was it? Uh, I, I think, think we're, we're alone now. Yeah. Ah, she was pretty untalented. She was talented. She was a slight ginge. A little bit of a ginger. She's totally red-haired. Yeah. And Debbie Gibson, wow. I feel badly for Debbie Gibson retroactively. Why? Because Tiffany kind of pushed her out? Because they were pitted against each other, Mm -hmm. and Tiffany, like, Tiffany's role in the music industry was being every girl. Like, every suburban white white chick could have been Tiffany. We were. Right. And so it was like you. It was like seeing yourself up there because she really didn't. She was not talented. She's not a talented singer. She Rude. just like, she's awful. And Debbie Gibson, meanwhile, I'm not saying she was the greatest singer. Debbie Gibson was like a teenager who wrote her entire first album. Yeah, she, she's and I'm sure artist. every interview she did brought up Tiffany and how hard it must have been for her to bite her tongue and not just be like, "Are you guys fucking kidding me?" Yeah, seriously. She's this fucking bimbo they put in front of a microphone. I'm a fucking. I'm here writing. I'm a 16 year old who has written three number one songs. Fuck That's yourself. Wild. Yeah. 
I really wish we could find an interview with Debbie Gibson at 16 just losing her mind yelling about Tiffany and telling the interviewer to fuck himself. And then everybody and everybody said that she was shrill and crazy if she'd done that back shrill. then because that's the word that we apply, oh, I'm told, shrill. to ladies. Brutal. Do you, I feel like you guys don't have as quite as many adjectives to describe the male species as much as females do. Yes and no. I recently Googled the phrase women are women... Uh, are shrill women who are assholes Ooh! and three results in the whole of google if you search for that exact phrase in quotes because women who are assholes i think so women who are assholes yeah and who came up who's a famous female asshole i think madonna's an asshole she what happened where's the fucking fun lady i know she's very serious because that's what we wanted from her was like I, I get it. You've always been a little like like ten percent social commentary, fucking ninety percent. Like get into the groove. Who get into the? Groove? That's what we're looking Great for. Great music. You. Who do you think influenced Madonna? Because we know Madonna influenced Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Who who influenced Madonna? Well, she pulled a lot of shit from old movie stars. That's One thing true. she musically she Marilyn. doesn't really get credit for is. She doesn't sing very well, but I think she's better than people give her credit for. Everybody tries to sing at the high part of their register. She thought it was kind of cool to go like low. Yeah. I think she was all into like Betty Davis. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, just think of the people she name dropped in Express Yourself. Yeah, those are all her people. Jean Harlow. She obviously took her her look from one of her many looks from. Now we know what you listen to when you're in the shower. You have a a vast Madonna knowledge. You're like, listen to all the names she dropped in Vogue or what was the song? That was Vogue. Well, you see, you just you caught me. That's right. It's not Express Yourself. Um, w- were you ever on the Vanilla Ice Train? Because I just watched his movie. Yeah! I was on the Vanilla Ice Train. He's a fucking asshole. Why? What did he do to you? Well, because I made a 15-second promo video for my podcast. I do this segment called This Bitch. And it's basically my fans and listeners can send in a short story about someone who sort of did them wrong Okay, where they were just like this bitch. And it could be a man or a woman. And I give them advice on how to handle this individual in their life. And so my assistant made a a little short promo video, 15 seconds, if that of fans being able to submit where they can submit for this bitch. And she put on a vanilla ice song. It was, um, I think it was probably the one of the only songs. He had. Was it Ice Ice Baby? Ice Ice Baby, yeah. And it was just like a lyric. From, was it Ice Ice Baby? I think it might have been Ice Ice Baby, mm-hmm. and just a lyric of it, like you know, uh, I forget what it was. Just a lyric from that, and and I got DCMA. I got the. Well, that's the algorithms are and robots and those little. Really? You know, you know who finds that those is not? I don't think Vanilla Ice is scouring people's social media for that. Are you sure? You know those little like um robots, Japanese squ- children, squid things oh. from the Matrix. <gasps> oh, the um. Oh, what were those called? I don't know, but I picture them going around on yeah. YouTube. What were those? You don't remember those were called? No, I remember lyrics from Vogue. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember the the full names of all five. Whoever can of remember new kids on the block. what those are called, just hashtag yeah. hashtag it in the promo for this episode. I can't remember what those freaking things are called. Where we got to go? Where are you? Where, where are we gonna go? You got to go take care of your daughter's. Is she? I think so. Has she started to form scales. <laughs> She's not. She, the breath is very very hot. It's like a little smoky at this point. <laughs> Uh, no, she, you know, all she does, yeah, yeah, just plug your shit. I hope all she does what she is. Uh, you point at her and you say, "Who's that?" And she points herself and she goes, 
baby. Oh, demon. Yeah. Oh, she's so <laughs> cute. I want to punch her in the face in a nice way, not in a mean way. Uh, Sharp Tongue Podcast, jessiemay.com. Queefy May on Twitter. I'll be at the Just for Laughs Festival this year doing oh, the you? nasty show. Yeah. Well, I'm there the fun. whole festival. And uh, I'll be out in the streets talking to the people of Montreal about cannabis and how it's helped them in a little segment I'm calling Talking with Strangers. Kind of like what you do in the streets. Bringing back that peeping Tom style. <laughs>